So, Josh, come on, sit down. Friday, September 15th, 2023. What are we doing? We are doing a podcast called Body Mind Evolution, and we're going to be looking at uh, the um, sort of co-evolution of our diet, our exercise, and our consciousness. Uh, and we're going to start off with uh, the um, beginning of our uh, evolution as we uh, split off from uh, chimpanzees. So my name is uh, Dr. Josh Stout. Uh, I'm a uh, teacher of uh, human evolution and Darwinian medicine and human physiology at Fairleigh Dickinson University. And uh, I really think that um, uh, we haven't really looked at the way uh, consciousness has evolved along with uh, the evolution of the body. And I think uh, my students in particular have seemed very interested in uh, how this affects our diet and our exercise and uh, the way uh, our, our, our body has uh, developed over the last, uh, let's say, six million years. And um, I wanted to start off the story with uh, how we uh, left the rainforest and went on to the, uh, the Serengeti and what that uh, did to our uh, physiology, how, how, how we developed uh, as we became bipeds. So there's a couple of things that uh, humans are um, particularly unique in our, in, our, in, our, in our physiology. And one of those things is, is, is being a biped. But we have to think about what we were before that. So we were eating fruit. We were uh, maybe traveling for about a mile or so every day uh, uh, looking for fruit as uh, chimpanzees. And everything was wonderful in the jungle. And uh, then about six million years ago, the, um, there was a tremendous uh, increase in volcanic activity and the African continent uh, started to rip apart, uh, causing huge upthrust of mountains, which uh, caused a rain shadow and the uh, jungle that we lived in started to turn into a grassland. And so suddenly we were thrown from being um, a sort of happy-go-lucky chimpanzees, if you could see it that way, uh, into uh, a, a group of um, primates that had to really work hard to get our food. We had to walk long distances, or at first it would have been uh, some sort of uh, maybe all fours or knuckle walking. How, but, how quickly did this transition take place? Over? Uh, as far as the fossil record is concerned, basically instantaneously. Uh, so first there were, there, were, there were chimpanzees, and then there was a collection of things that could basically walk on two legs that were like chimpanzees. Chimpanzee body this walking on two happened, legs. This couldn't have happened in thousands of years. Uh, well, it's very unclear when the exact moment would have been. Uh, there was everything from... from uh, could have started 12 million years ago. The consensus is around 6 million years ago. Um, and we start seeing the first, you know, really convincing there are ancestors in our line around 4 million years ago. Mm -hmm. So there's a 2 million year wide question mark where a bunch of different, uh, uh strategies are being tried. So some animals, some, some early, early, early hominins are going to be walking uh, on the tops of their feet. Others have really long toes so they can climb trees well, but they can't really run because they can't bend their toes. There's a lot of different things that are, that are, that are happening. Um, this is all happening in reaction to the changing of the land. So now the, the, the whole point is, is that, um, that our food is now really spread out. We can't just go uh, from uh, fruit tree to fruit tree. Uh, climbing is still important because um, as uh, uh, apes out on the Serengeti, we are 
slower than everything else out there and everything can eat us. So climbing trees is really, really important. We spend a lot of time, uh, probably every night we're sleeping in the trees. Uh, we get up in the morning and then we have to walk a long distance. And walking became uh, sort of central to uh, what made us us uh, over the next couple of million year years. Uh, here we go. Okay. So uh, we, we, we evolved to um, this sort of uh, continuous movement every day. Um, four or five miles a day of walking as opposed to less than a mile that the uh, chimpanzees would have been doing. And then when we got to our food, it was going to be very different. Instead of just reaching up and plucking a fruit or climbing a tree and eating the fruit in the tree, now we had to dig for tubers. And so uh, we actually have a very strong upper body that is evolved from the chimpanzee. So a chimpanzee can swing from branches. We can't swing from branches anymore because we don't have the fingers for it. Uh, our fingers are, have became shorter. We'll talk about that later. These ones still would have had nice long fingers, so they could climb a tree very well. Some of them had long toes, uh, so they could climb trees, but that slowed down their walking. Uh, but the strong upper body uh, with uh, you know good, good, good um, uh, shoulder bones and uh, 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 upper back strength meant that we could dig as well. And so even though chimpanzees don't do a lot of digging, we are pre-adapted for that. We had we had a, a good musculature, so we could pull up plants. We could eat the underground stems. We could eat the underground tubers and roots. Uh, and uh, we started to change uh, the, the physiology of our skull as well. So our jaws became much, much thicker with thicker teeth, thicker tooth enamel. Um, strangely, chimpanzee teeth are uh, very sharp, but they have thin tooth enamel. They're not nearly as strong as ours. Ours are uh, sort of flat, uh, and uh, we have you know molars that look like molars, uh, as opposed to sort of uh, pointy uh, uh, teeth in the back of a, ch a chimpanzee's mouth. And so we became specialists at grinding our food and walking long distances. And so this is where uh, I would say our need for both um, continuous exercise and fiber comes in. We became we spent most of our days either chewing fiber or walking. And our jaws uh, became tremendously thick. Some of these groups were called Nutcracker Man. Uh, they had huge jaws that could crack through almost anything. Um, possibly some of it might have been used for scavenging. Uh, anything that uh, you know would have uh, provided a source of calories would have been useful. So there might have been some dried meats, uh, but there's not a lot of assumption that we were uh, doing any uh, large amounts of hunting at this time. Uh, we would have been much more uh, scavenging, digging roots, and uh, getting our calories uh, mostly from uh, from carbohydrates, but in very uh, complex forms. Mm -hmm. So uh, in root form, basically. Right. Uh, no fire, uh, no yeah, cooking. Un uncooked. <laughs> uncooked. Just, just gnashed together. Chewed. Lots form. of yeah. chewing. Yeah, a yeah. lot of chewing. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> we, we had ridges on the tops of our skulls where our uh, jaw muscles connected. Uh, we had, and that's what that was about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we had, um, teeth that were about two or three si times the size of ours today. Um, but the interesting thing is, uh, you know, that, that thick tooth enamel, we actually still, uh, have inherited. So we, uh, very much, uh, have kept that, uh, general physiology for, uh, chewing as much as we have for, uh, walking long distances. Now, obviously humans aren't the only thing that can chew, but, uh, we are definitely the only thing that can walk like bipeds the way we do. Uh, and so that has shaped uh, a, a, a lot of our movement. Um, I like to think about uh, sort of the, 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 the mental map of, of, of the time as well, where uh, we would have been in small groups, um, 
chimpanzees can be as many as maybe 70 in a troop. Uh, and uh, we probably would have been moving out on the Serengeti in small groups protecting a uh, large territory as a larger group. So maybe um, something like small uh, family groups working together. It's obviously speculation, but if you're imagining uh, an ape with few natural defenses, there must have been some way to uh, band together and work with each other. So this would have also been the beginning of um, uh, forming not exactly a society, but of working together to gain uh, calories. As our, our brains are getting bigger, we can't survive without uh, additional calories. Uh, the, um, uh, the, 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 the diet that a single female uh, could gather for herself probably would have not been uh, sufficient to feed uh, her, uh, herself and a baby as well, and certainly not a baby and a toddler. So there would have had to have been um, uh, groups working together to uh, do um, some limited scavenging and uh, digging of tubers and uh, traveling uh, under, under, under those conditions, usually for hours a day. Um, and uh, we became um, specialists at not using a lot of calories, which is part of the problem today. So we, we, we get so fat so easily because we have such uh, highly attuned insulin systems that turn every calorie we get if we possibly can into mm. fat stored fat so we can get through these hard times where we've been stuck out on the grasslands uh, and so we became specialists at not speed but endurance and so we can mm. walk further than a chimpanzee but we can't outrun one uh, we can dig for longer than a chimpanzee but we'd lose in an arm wrestling contest so we lost strength and gained tremendous amounts of endurance and uh, a, a whole physiology that's dedicated to storing calories and to holding on to every calorie we can possibly get. Uh, and uh, a physiology that, that, that essentially forces us to go out and get extra just so we can make it through uh, the, you know, the hard times that are coming. Um, and it's actually interesting in uh, there are parts of Africa where um, they've taken uh, a series of, of, of sort of the average um, subsistence farmers' uh, weights over the course of the year. And you can see during the uh, rainy season when uh, crops are abundant, they'll gain a couple of kilos and then lose them again during the dry season. So we really were uh, adapted for this kind of um, uh, eating everything you possibly can when you can and then just suffering and looking for more food while you, while you can't find it. And so uh, we would just walk and walk and walk till we found food dig as much food as we could and then just eat and eat and eat and eat until there was no food left and then walk to the next place. And so this is uh, in many ways um, sort of governed our, our, our attitude. We like to eat with other people. It makes us feel safer because we're in a group. We're much less likely to have a, you know, saber tooth tiger come up behind you and eat you. Um, and we're inclined to finish every single thing. And we're inclined plate. to finish every single thing. There's actually absolutely a social component of it. Uh, and there's all, there's all sorts of contemporary psychology yeah, 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 yeah. That 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 getting you to not do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's you know we we would like to be mindful of what we're eating, but if you think about how we would first approach uh, food, it would be just eat it. If you find it, eat it. <laughs> eat it, it doesn't matter what quickly. it is. Eat yeah. it now quickly and move on because there might be something else looking for that food. Not least another one of our own species, right? So we would have been territorial. We know chimpanzee has war, so there would have been competition with other groups. Uh, and uh, there would have been, um, you know, a, a, a lot of possible uh, strife uh, if they found you with a high resource 
uh, food items. So you would eat it as quickly as possible and move on. Uh, and, you know, that was very much our life. We would not have had any kind of permanent settlements, uh, but we would have had a, a territory that we were roaming very long distances to uh, guard the entire, uh, the entire territory, um, which probably would have had fixed resources. So our brains were slightly larger than a chimpanzee's, uh, but we could imagine what was under the ground. We could, we could imagine that it was mm. growing. We could imagine when the rainy season came, uh, that the tubers how did would this, be... How did this capacity for imagination come? All you said is that we separated when we came out of the trees. Okay, every, every mammal, in my opinion, can do a little bit of imagination in terms of predicting what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I'm, if I start running in the forest, my dog immediately assumes we're hunting a deer, <laughs> makes a, a break to one side or the other to try and outflank the deer and then drive the deer in front of me. So the dog is not correctly, but it is imagining what yeah. I want to do. Yeah. That imagining the, the next move is to, to me catch a so deer. So the chimpanzees just weren't imagining about tubers underground. They weren't thinking about that. The, the, what a chimpanzee brain was very good at doing was um, uh, finding where the next uh, fruit tree was going to be ripe at the right time. It didn't take quite as much knowledge as, as in your head imagining something under the ground. Mm -hmm. The other thing that chimpanzees uh, are, are very good at doing and our, our ancestors must have been would be that social component. Mm -hmm. So their imagination is often what is in the brain of another animal and how how are you going to manipulate that other mm. animal it's it's called the sort of machiavellian uh, uh, intelligence hypothesis that we evolved to both learn how to lie to each other and successfully lie to each other uh and <laughs> and chimpanzees have done this so you know uh one of the early uh conversations with uh coco that's the gorilla mm -hmm. i guess uh coco pooed inside her trailer and then when the uh, handler came up to Coco and said, why is there poo in the trailer? Coco said, this, this, this homeless guy came in and he pooed in the trailer. <laughs> and so, you know, lying is something that's very, very deep in our evolution, uh, but also detecting lying, knowing when someone has, has, has lied. And those um, two would go together. Yes. But be beyond that, able to manipulate whole groups, right? So if there's a troop up to 70, 80, 90 other individuals in your troop, you need to ha have relationships with all of them, know how they are being manipulated and, 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 and how they're manipulating you. You need to make alliances. You can't do something on your own. Mm -hmm. You need backup. So uh, Jane Goodall working with the, with the chimps, uh, not only discussed them you know, going to war, but uh, saw much more of their time spent uh, grooming each other, making, making uh, associations with each other. Now, we don't know when language started. We don't imagine it was uh, particularly advanced at this point. It would have been probably similar to what you would have seen in chimpanzees, so gestural, maybe a few uh, vocalizations. Um, but over the course of our evolution, uh, all of those um, touch interactions that primates have, we would have kept that as, as, a, as a basic need and then added uh, language interactions on top of that. So mm -hmm. the social interaction is... Um, vital to our well-being so that it, we, we, we need to touch each other. We need to communicate with each other. These are, these are in some ways similar in our modern brains. Uh, chimpanzees, it's all about the touching. You know? mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if, a, if a chimpanzee is sad, it will turn its back so that you can scratch its back. Mm -hmm. um, and humans need that same kind of uh, interaction. And it's something that uh, I really feel we are um, having problems with in our society, uh, the, the, the lack of uh, touching and interaction. Uh, yes, the, uh, the the epidemic of loneliness is... Uh, and, you know, particularly among uh, men and older men, 
uh, this is this is happening. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's 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 very difficult because obviously a guy can't just go out and touch people. He will definitely <laughs> get in trouble. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It would be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we, we need this as a species. And we, we, we can make do with with conversation uh, a little bit. Right. Just having a conversation with someone fulfills a lot of uh, of those needs. Um, but the touch is also a sort of underlying uh, uh, physiological need that, it, you know, it, it uh, releases, uh, you know, oxytocin and uh, hormones that uh, help relax us. Um, and uh, our, 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 our um, stress hormones go down. So you, 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 the corticosteroids are lowered in response to touch. Uh, and so uh, without these things, we, we have more stress and uh these are these are, are are part of our physiological evolution, but also of our, our conscious evolution, mm-hmm. right? Um, consciousness is not just evolved about um, you know how to play chess or something like that. Consciousness is the entire suite of interactions that we have with ourselves and the world around us, and um, we tend not to think of uh, the consciousness, particularly of other animals. Uh, we tend to think of, um, you know, ourselves as the only conscious uh, creature. But, you know, just as I was saying that, uh, you know, Coco uh, figured out a way to lie. Um, I, I was lied to yesterday by a uh, blue jay. Uh, the blue jay was uh, sitting in a tree uh, and uh, wanted me to come out where it could see me better. I was I was sort of sitting on a porch behind a couple of bushes and the blue jay wanted me to come out and stand in the open. So it went to a tree that I couldn't see just around the corner started imitating a hawk and it, <laughs> it, it combined a couple of hawks. It, it sort of was a red shouldered hawk plus an osprey. So it sounded like a hawk, but not one I knew sort of doing a care, 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 and then sort of a hawk call and combining a couple of calls and then switching into blue jay angry at a hawk call. So they're going ack, 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 at the hawk. So it was doing both sides of the fight. It was doing the hawk and it was doing the blue jay mad at the hawk for you, for me so that I then stood up, walked around the corner to see what this hawk was doing in the tree, out flew the blue jay, flew directly at me, looked me in the face 10 feet over my head and went, ah, 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 and flew into the woods. Now, if I hadn't been paying attention, this wouldn't have worked, right? So if I'm not listening for what blue jays say, they can't lie to me. But as soon as I start thinking about the world of animal communication, they're communicating all the time. You know, just like, you know, your dog, your cat might be communicating with you. The rest of the world is so i don't think um communication at its sort of basic level is something brand new to humans i I think very few of our um our behaviors are unique to us but we've taken many of them up to a much higher level so obviously our linguistic ability far surpasses that of my dog or you know your cat or something uh and it's somewhat the same strangely with bipedalism you know bipedalism is a way of getting from place to place Mm -hmm. and we generally think of ourselves as so much physically weaker than all the other animals and it's true but there's nothing that can come anywhere close to us so for example there is a um you mean in terms of in terms of endurance, movement. just sheer getting from one place to another. So mm-hmm. there, there's a race in Australia that pits humans against horses over something like 40 miles. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 120 miles. I think, I, I, it's yes. really far. Yes. And humans often win. You mean one human against one human riding a horse? Yes. And humans often on their own, not on a horse, will win this race. Um, because our, our endurance uh, is, it even surpasses that of wolves. Um, now a wolf can obviously outrun you, but talking about just jogging for days, not that I would want to do it, but there are humans Mm -hmm. out there that can do it 
even beyond what, what a wolf would be able to do. So you're saying we're built to survive. We are built to survive and exercise uh, in a way that maximizes our ability to travel on the fewest possible calories. So we need exercise, but we don't burn calories very quickly. We need calories and we store them really well. Uh, so everything is stacked against us in terms of how much exercise so we need. We're, and we're built for a, a, a consistent but not very fast movement. Yeah, in many ways, I think of us as sort of chimpanzees' poor relations. Um, chimpanzees, I was mentioning, have a pretty easy life. But during the dry season, chimpanzees are going to have to walk further. They're going to have to start uh, seeking out new forms of calories. They might even start hunting a little bit. Hmm. You know, they'll, 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 they'll take a stick and jab it into a tree uh, hole to see if there's anything in the hole and mm -hmm. then pull out mm -hmm. the piece of meat and uh, share it that way. Um, you know, they talk about prostitution as the uh, oldest profession, but... Um, you can see it uh, way back in, 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 in the chimps. The only time a female is likely to ever get meat uh, is from a male in exchange for a mating opportunity. Uh, so the, the males almost never share the meat, uh, but they will in a very sort of barter kind of uh, relationship. Uh, and so this is also built very deeply into our, into our consciousness. And so why would the female be willing to do this is she needs a supply of extra calories uh, to help, uh, you know, a, a, a developing fetus or, or, or an infant. Um, and chimpanzees will also build relationships like this. So there will be an alliance between males and females in exchange for feuding, future mating possibilities, even if they're not, um, she's not in, in asterisk at that time. Yeah. Uh, humans are truly strange when it comes to reproduction. We're one of the few creatures that uh, the females fool us into thinking they are receptive all the time and they actually can you know become pregnant quite a bit of the year right so so out of every month you know two weeks or so they're receptive and it's hard to tell that they're not the rest of the month mm -hmm. whereas chimpanzees get a giant sexual swelling that is obvious from across the room and every mm -hmm. every male knows it mm -hmm. but they will knowing this period of time is coming up will make alliances with males uh, so that they can then choose the male that they get to mate with um, mm. and not just every male in the troop, which is how most females end up starting in the chimp groups. Um, so, uh, the, 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 you know, this is another thing that is, 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 is deeply part of our consciousness is understanding that alliances need to be made to provide resources for children mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for, you know, for offspring and that, um, sexual relationships are absolutely part of these alliances, um, mm -hmm. but they might not uh, employ sex immediately, right? Mm -hmm. The sex might be implied in part of the entire alliance arrangement that's going to include things like food and resources and grooming each other and spending and time with each other by chimps. Or sans language yes yes all, the, the language we have at the, you know at that point would be you know vocalizations facial expressions you know gestures um you know this different different things to call another chimp over um but very much holding the entire group together based on 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 this system of alliances uh so you know consciousness is something that builds up in in in, in stages and pieces 
so we don't know what the first uh, hominins out on the Serengeti would have had as a consciousness, but we can assume that they had everything that the chimpanzees had, maybe plus a little bit extra because their mm -hmm. brains got slightly bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, and they would have had to do a few more things. They probably mm -hmm. had to have a larger territory that might have meant a larger group uh, protecting that territory. Mm -hmm. They probably, um, you know, they undoubtedly would have had to have a larger mental map of their resources just to know where things are going to be at the right times. Uh, they have to have a good sense of the seasons, right? They have to know what's going during the rainy season, what's going to happen in the dry season. These are very, very different times in Africa. And if you're in the wrong place, you're not going to survive. So you have to be in the right place at the right time. It's not just the places. So all of these things are part of a developing mental map, development of consciousness, understanding what's happening in other people's brains, understanding how it's like what happens in your brain. So how do I lie to this person? How do I manipulate well, that's, them? That's some advanced imagination, imagining what's happening in someone else's brain. But it's what, you know, the Blue Jay was doing, imagining what's in my brain. It was, you know, it could have been wrong. If I wasn't paying any attention, it would have just been making calls off into the trees and just a bird. But because I was listening, it imagined yeah. I was listening and it happened to be right. And then it was able to fool me, you know? So um, there's, you know, uh, when I was um, traveling in, uh, in, in Java, there was um, a, 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 a troop of uh, macaques in the uh, rainforest. And um, uh, we, were, we were walking along in the rainforest and they tried to uh, get me to give them my garbage. So we'd had a little picnic and there was, there was you know, a bag of, of, of food and the macaques wanted the garbage. So they start off with um, a mother holding her little baby and she's showing me the little baby trying to get the food from me by manipulating me. And she absolutely had a model in her brain of I would give her food because she had a little baby. And, you know, I'm like, get away from me, you parasite. And, you know, <laughs> keep walking on. And the, 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 the next, um, you know, it was, it was like, you know, the, 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 the three trolls or the three Billy goats gruff kind of thing. <laughs> so the next one that comes is a, is a full grown dominant male macaque with that, really large fangs, yeah. which he shows to me. Yeah, they can be intimidating. And big muscles, which he's flexing. And, he, and I'm like, let's go. And, and, and I, I get ready to kick him if he, if he comes at me. There was no rock available. Uh, that that yeah, that's later in the story. Okay. But yeah, um, <laughs> the uh, the he 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 backs down, and then a few more feet. There's another one, large, big, macaque male, and I do the same thing, and I'm putting the food bag behind me. But now they've predicted me, so they run up my back, slash the bag of food. Everyone grabs a piece, and there's like six monkeys, and then there's no monkeys, and there's no food. And it was all over in, in a blink of an eye. And they had completely predicted my actions and outsmarted me. And, you know, they, they had a mental and map. they done this again and again. And they and had again. a mental map of, of how I would react. And they had a plan. And they, 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 they set themselves up along the path because they knew I was going to be there. And they, 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 I fell into every one of their traps. That sounds like our friend's story from the Diamond District. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is, this is how people are. We, 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 make predictions of, of each other and, and we are able to, uh, uh, you know, exploit them. That can be for, you know, robbery purposes. So, so, so that's what the blue jay, blue jay? Yeah, the blue jay. Was trying to do to you. As it was predicting me. Trying, yeah. Right. And this is exactly what the macaques were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So 
So this happens across the animal kingdom at every level. At every level to the extent that things have brains, but they, things have more brains than you'd think. That, you know, birds, you know, we think of bird brains, they're actually really smart, particularly things like jays and crows are, are quite intelligent. There's crows out there that can make tools. Uh, they'll actually strip a stick and stick it into a, a hole and pull out a bug with it. Um, and so, you know, these kinds of capabilities that we think of unique, as uniquely ours are throughout the animal kingdom, but we definitely also do them better. Mm -hmm. And uh, we like to think of the gap between ourselves and the animal kingdom being based on our mentality. What I'm trying to say is at least at the same level as we're that much better than them on our thoughts, we're that much more advanced on our bipedalism. Mm -hmm. Our ability to go long distances is as unique a, a human adaptation as our advanced uh, 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 consciousness is. Um, it's something that other animals do. We have just specialized on it. And so we, we shouldn't think of ourselves... There, go on, I'm sorry. We shouldn't think of ourselves... Well, we shouldn't think of ourselves as specialists in, you know, forming cities. We should think of ourselves very much as specialists in being super poor and maximizing resources and then working together and against each other to get those resources. That our, our societies are what keep us alive, but society preying on other members of society is built in from the very beginning with everything from, yeah, robbery to prostitution. So, so the, unique, the unique things about us at this stage are, are the, 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 the walking long distances, the endurance, uh, the walking, and the, That's pretty much it. I mean, there's no, I, there's no other quality. Not tremendously unique. Not, we, we, we just have uh, big teeth for grinding. Our teeth are larger than any other primates at this time. And we can walk really long distances. Our brains are ever so slightly larger. But we're following the same... Well, you say it's the walking and the thinking. That, that we the, have. The, the beginning of thinking. Right. So chimpanzees are remarkably intelligent animals already, mm -hmm. right? So they're 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 they're... they're far, far advanced of, 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 of the monkeys, which are advanced of, say, you know, your dog or your cat. So we're already well along the path towards intelligence, but mostly for social reasons mm -hmm. at this point, mm -hmm. okay? And you don't need that big a brain because the monkeys can already do a pretty good job of it, okay? So we now, we've grown our brain a little bit because you're never going to spend calories on something you don't need, especially in this environment. Right? You're not going to have we extra... Just, but we needed a little more because our environment changed. Our environment got a little harder, and so our brain gets a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And so most of what our brain is probably doing is social uh, interaction and the mental map of where we are. Mm -hmm. So understanding in time and space where the resources are, and then understanding what it, what it would take to get other members of our troop to help us out. Give, a, give us food when we need food, help us when we're sick. Um, you know, bring food to us if we need it, bring food to our babies if we need it. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, basically keeping the whole, uh, the whole system going needed just a little bit extra. And so that little bit extra brain is, is not a tremendous cost, but it's going to be something that we're spending calories on. And so uh, given that we're specialists and not using up calories, it's, it's a big deal that we've now grown our brain a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. um, but seriously, what we spent our entire time doing would be chewing and walking. <laughs> Can you chew gum and walk at the same time? We're literally evolved which, to do which, that. Which explains my kid's love of gum. Yeah, exactly. No, we are literally evolved to do that. We should have much harder gum. 
we should, we should be chewing much more, much more difficult foods. Yes, it will wear down our teeth, but our teeth are pretty tough uh, and it would give us much better jaw muscles. Um, I actually have some interesting theories on uh, orthodonture that uh, a lot of orthodonture is, is because we don't, um, we don't chew enough, which doesn't create enough jaw space for our teeth to come in properly. That, you know, if you think about hunter gatherers, uh, they didn't um, ever have dentists and they somehow got through their wisdom teeth erupting, erupting at the age of 20 without dying. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, if they hadn't had room for their wisdom teeth, they yeah. all would have died. Interesting. And so uh, we must have had larger jaws and we definitely had larger teeth. So we even had larger jaws uh, and that would have been the only way right up until we became farmers. So we had much larger jaws till about 10,000 years ago. And we can see this in uh, uh, Aboriginal groups, uh, particularly in uh, Australia today. They have the um, largest uh, uh, teeth and jaws of any other group. So we've, so we've been talking about millions of years ago. So, so what, what, what makes this transition from to, to you know, the more contemporary farmers from the from the oh we're so not up to farming we're not doing we're, that we're, yeah we're, okay. we're, we're, that, we're, we're not getting yeah future talks far, far, farming is where everything goes wrong far, far, <laughs> it, that, that, that that's when we become lazy and get cavities and 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 it all goes wrong and we do still exercise but we exercise badly and we get but, bad but it backs seems like such a better way to live it does unless you think of the hunter-gatherer life is actually incredibly perfect it's what we evolved for uh so and what we're and what we're still evolved for even now even now today. yeah so we evolved that millions of years of ev evolution to be a hunter-gatherer um involves very little work every day uh they actually can get most of their calories without working as long as a farmer does uh it, it, it involves a lot of walking but if you don't mind walking that's not so bad um so it's it's a lot of walking um at this point it would have been some digging later in our evolution it would be some hunting um, but not, uh, you know, not more than a couple hours a day at most. Um, and then the were rest, we, were we digging with our hands or were we digging with tools? Uh, we would assume that, would make a difference to that the Australopithecines would have been able to have a stick. We don't know cause sticks wouldn't have survived. Um, but we know that chimpanzees certainly use simple tools like a stick mm -hmm. or a rock to dig. So I would assume that that they would have done that with with a stick or a, a rock. We didn't actually end up with fingers well adapted to digging. And for those first four million years, our fingers um, actually were long and thin still, uh, which were very good for climbing trees, not good for holding things. Um, even 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 that stick for digging or a rock for digging, uh, we could hold it, but it would have been um, a, 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 a very a poor grip, just sort of fingers on the palm, not a finger thumb grip. Uh, and so uh, we could hold things, certainly, certainly chimps can, but th these were fingers that were evolved for swinging from trees, climbing up a tree very quickly. Uh, and we think they, they spent a lot of time in trees. So for example, Lucy, one of the very early uh, Australopithecine uh, fossils that was found, um, uh, we think fell out of a tree. Uh, and so she has broken uh, femur and pelvis that indicates she fell like you know 40 feet out of a tree and then fell immediately into a water where she happened to be preserved. And, you know, that, that's how we have our fossil. There's not a lot of fossils because not everyone falls out of a tree into water immediately. But uh, fell out of a tree and rolled right into water. Pretty much. Yeah. Within within, you know, this a day or two of, of having fallen out of the tree was in water and then covered. Hmm. Uh, so maybe a flood came and, and, and put sediments over her before the, uh, you know, again, Serengeti full of scavengers. 
So mm-hmm. along comes right. the scavenger, so cracks all the bones. Her. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, she she had to have covered over pretty quickly. But the point is that we were still very much needing trees. So this was a, a, um, a, a an area where, yes, it's Serengeti, but there's these patches of trees within the Serengeti. And so we started off as a jungle creature living in trees, and then we're walking from patch of tree to patch of tree to patch of tree. But each patch of trees only has a certain amount of resources. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. maximize the resources. We get out of that patch of trees, store as much of it as we can as fat, and, and then we walk to the next next patch of trees. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. sleep in the trees during the day, and we come out and we dig around them. The trees are almost always near water, so there's a lot of water nearby. Um, now, it's interesting if you think about um, uh, chimpanzees uh, and gorillas compared to monkeys, they actually have uh, less fur on them than monkeys. And so one of the other things you might notice about humans is we're slightly less furry than the monkeys are. Mm. And so this is probably happening during the same period of time where we're moving out onto the grassland. And so um, in general, there's a correlation with the larger the primate is, the less fur it has. And this would have set us up uh, nicely. Um, For whatever reason, uh, almost none of the other primates sweat. It doesn't make a lot of sense to sweat in a rainforest. There's almost 100% humidity. Mm-hmm. So you don't get any evaporative cooling. Right. So we move out onto the Serengeti as these furry, non-sweating apes. And we're getting hot really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're being eaten all the time. So we have to figure out a way to divide our habitat into a, a way that avoids predators and allows us to walk from place to place and scavenge food without getting eaten by lions all the time. Mm-hmm. So all of the predators on the Serengeti are most active during the morning and the evening and sometimes at night. So we climb into the trees at night to avoid that whole period. And then we get up and we move around during the middle of the day when it's super hot. The hottest part of the day when the other animals don't want to move around. And so what we evolved the ability to do is to sweat off of a naked skin. So we lost our fur and we sweat and that evaporatively cools us, and we need a lot of water. How long does a transition like that take? That sounds like that would take a very long time. All of these things were selected for very highly. That's why I said we don't have a lot of intermediary fossils. Oh, so these, so uh, the things that did not, they would have died very quickly. Right, and, and we don't have any fossils of sweat glands or hair. So, so we really don't know. Uh, but what, what you see is a very quick transition to being a biped. Uh, you know, so if you think of a, of a, of a dog skull, it has a hole at the back of the skull, the foramen magnum, where the, uh, where the, uh, spinal cord attaches, uh, at the back of the skull. If you think of a human skull, it has a hole at the bottom of the skull to hold the, the skull on so that you can look forward and look instead mm-hmm, of looking straight mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> that happened very, very quickly. As we move to being bipeds, the central foramen magnum appears very early in the fossils. A couple other things. Uh, if you look at a, a chimpanzee's pelvis, it has these two long things in the back to sort of hold the lower back while you're bent over and not walking on your knuckles. Mm-hmm. If you look at a human's pelvis, it looks like a, a bowl. Mm-hmm. So, so that's for a vertical oriented organism with a cup shaped or bowl shaped pelvis mm-hmm. to hold your internal organs in place as you're walking around. That also occurs fairly quickly. So uh, the, these these adaptations where you couldn't survive without it happen very quickly. You know, quickly could easily be half a million years or a million years, and they just we don't have any fossils from that inter, mm-hmm. intermediary one. Uh, we have a lot of fossils still, that are partway there. An evolutionary quick movement is something that could take between a half a million. And well, a this was years. a brand new ecosystem. This was this was as large an adaptation as birds getting wings, right? So uh, 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 a a a a African ape moving onto a grassland, 
Apes have never been on a grassland before. We're the first ones to figure it out. It was by necessity. Our jungle dried out. Uh, and it's a whole new um, uh, ecosystem uh, niche that we can uh, now exploit. And so it's it's uh, you get what's called um, uh, 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 radiation uh, and and speciation uh, uh, um, into all the different possible habitats. So some of these are better walkers than mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. Some of them have longer legs. Some of them have shorter legs. Mm -hmm. Some of them have uh, stronger bones. They maybe did more digging. Um, others have even larger jaws. They all have large jaws, but some of them have really, really large jaws, and they could have been chewing uh, ones that the the other, um, uh, you know, more gracile uh, uh, Australopithecines would not have been able to chew. Mm -hmm. So um, the groups are 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 uh, radiating into many different species. Mm -hmm. So it's not a straight sort of line between yeah. uh, chimpanzees and us, but it's a very bushy family tree. Yeah. And uh, they're, nonetheless, they're, all of them had the ability to adapt or they would have just died. Well, yeah, I mean, every everything is yeah. always adapted to whatever it happens to be in. It's just that this is a very new environment. And mm -hmm. so the adaptations are very happening very rapidly at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. um, and with great variety. Yeah. And it turns out there's also a lot of just um, uh, I, it doesn't always have to be evolutionary adaptation. Now, I, that's what we're talking about. But the body can adapt to a new environment on its own. So there's a strain, or not strain, there is a practice in Japan where they force macaques to walk on two legs and uh, act in um, uh, 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 plays as a samurai uh, monkey. That doesn't sound right. Uh, and they, 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 they force slash encourage them to walk up to two kilometers a day, like holding their hands as they walk along up and down the street. And these macaques actually develop many of the adaptations you would expect in a biped because they're forced to become bipeds. They develop them in an individual? In an individual. So obviously you don't see the skeletal adaptations that you would expect to see in a biped uh, in, 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 in terms of the way the, you know, the hip sockets uh, are going right. to be going in. You wouldn't see an or, evolutionary change in an individual. Or, or, yes. or the way, you know, uh, when we walk, our knees are directly under us. They're not on either mm -hmm. side. When a chimpanzee walks, its knees are under its hips. And so it tends to go from side to side, whereas humans can walk straight forward. These macaques don't get knees directly under them because that's just a, a, a thing they, they don't have. They haven't evolved that far. But they are able to walk as bipeds for, for you know, over a mile every day. Um, and they are able to stand on stage and do their, their, their scenes very well. Um, so, yeah, they're... they're, 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 they're you could imagine that you know a chimpanzee can take a couple of steps uh, as as a, as a biped. Um, they're not very good at it. What kind of adaptation would that give you right away? You're 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 in a grassland. You need to get to the next patch. Simply standing on two legs gets you above the grass, mm -hmm. right? So now you can see if there's anything else mm -hmm. out there, mm -hmm. and you can mm -hmm. see where the next tree is. And so then you go back down to all fours, but now you're lost. So you you spend more and more time being upright. Now, I'm not saying that this is Lamarckian evolution where one chimpanzee yeah, yeah, passed down acquired yeah. characteristics to the next generation, but that there is an advantage right away to having some of these pre-adaptations. And the pre that can do that instantly have a disadvantage. Instantly have a disadvantage. Right, 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 and so it was right. selected for very, very quickly. And, and, and so you see adaptations going in a bunch of different directions, but all of them allowing for these longer distances. Yeah. So, um, I want to I want to uh, continue on uh, with with these discussions and sort of move us through uh, evolution until we get to uh, 
talking about um, these ev the evolutionary history in relation to uh, you know our modern existence. Uh, but uh, we're still we're still uh, we haven't even gotten big brains yet. So uh, the next time, what I'd like to do is start talking about how we got these larger brains, the beginning of genus Homo, moving from the Australopithecines, which were our first four million years of evolution, mm. basically bipedal chimpanzees, to now the next two million years up till now, where we have large brains and we have the capabilities of, of a uh, large brained hunter out on the Serengeti, which changes everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, be, being a... a Occasional scavenger and a, a digger of tubers is quite different uh, from uh, what 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 our genus uh, then evolves into, which is 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 hunters with tools and fire and a and a whole new class of living. So just like uh, you have uh, adaptive radiation with um, uh, the 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 bipeds moving out of the Serengeti, uh, becoming a large-brained tool user is another kind of ecological niche that uh, we are then able to exploit and gives us an entire new set of capabilities. And so that's what I'd like to talk about next time. I'm actually excited. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank you.